the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Charles Firth. Charles Firth is here, Ed. We're mm, yeah, great. He's written a book. He staged a hoax. He has. Thanks for coming what a in, hoax. Charles. Thanks, uh, thanks, Tony. Hey, weren't you sacked from Triple M a few years ago? Yeah, I was. Uh, that was uh, Dobbo who, who got us into the office and uh, just told us we sounded too much like we were all in a spa together. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no danger of that on this program. Yeah. Uh, we're going to help you out with no ideas for your book. Yep. See if we can make it the next Jonestown. Right. Oh, excellent work. He's waving a flag on the cover. Is he? <laughs> That what could, a flag. That could be the next Jonestown. We're going to find out who else has been involved in a hoax. Yep. Uh, we've got Richard Marsland uh, sex tips today. I think that's a bit Do it? gratuitous. Right. Fistfuls. <laughs> Don't look, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, maybe a little, bit of a, a little bit of a duet, eh? With you? Oh, yeah. Does that, do you really want to stick around for this, Charles? Are you sure? No, no, I can sing too. All oh, right, you're in. <laughs> okay, let's all get into the spa. Here, get this. It's like a poker machine. Fair dinkum. You put in, you pull the arm, nothing. Time after time, nothing. Fairly keen to break free. That'd be uh, Queen here at Get This Around the Nation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depends where you're standing. It's me, Tony Martin. It's Radio's Ed Cavalier. <laughs> Hello. It's internet phenomenon, Richard Marsland. <laughs> nice to be here, Tony. And a beautiful, fat, fake round of applause for Charles Firth yeah. from The Chaser. Thank you, thank you. Ex-employee of Triple M. Uh, probably shouldn't go into the ugliness, but why not? What happened? Well, uh, we, we it was the Chaser Boys, yep. um, mm. and and they uh, sort of we had a few good years on on Triple M. We we used to do nights, mm. um, yes. And one day, uh, Dobbo, who's uh, your, he's your boss now, he is our he came boss. Back. Mm. Yeah, one of the last acts he did before he went away and. Um, he, he tried to make it in his career. He tried to ascend Osterios. <laughs> We've tried that. Yeah. But then Doesn't he, work. Doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. So he had to come back and run Triple M just a few months ago, I think. But um, one of the last texts that he did, he called us all into his office. Yes. And said, uh, guys, uh, like I like your stuff. Chaz, you know, Chaz Lichardello. Yeah, yeah. Right. I really like what you're doing, but you all sound as if you're, you're in a spa together. <laughs> so I think what he was saying was... <laughs> We were just a bit too gay for Triple M. Ah, really? Yeah. We like to get into the spa occasionally on this show. Oh, that is better. Feeling comfortable, oh. Charles? Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is just like the old days of Triple M. Tension's just melting yeah. off me. Ah. <laughs> you know that I think your ratings are going to be as low as ours? <laughs> we just don't read them. No, no, no. <laughs> we read somebody else's ratings and pretend they're ours. Take mix. Uh, you've written this fantastic book, and it's a great concept, American Hoax, we're going to get to that. But first, you know, which one from The Chaser are you for people who might not know? You're the one who's usually in America. Yeah, I'm the one who does the Firth from the USA. <laughs> that one. Yeah. So I'm the one who usually almost gets killed. Where, whereas the rest of them just get arrested. Uh-huh. Um, I actually have to put up with Americans who, like, earlier this year I, I went and uh, tried to get into a, a US military establishment uh, dressed as a gimp. Because <laughs> I heard that that's what was going on down at Guantanamo uh, Bay, and I wanted a bit of the action. Yeah, uh, and so I uh, I went there, and they went, "You can't come in, you know. You can't. We're not going to let a gimp like in." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why, but then they put me in this arm lock, which I have never experienced before in my life, because it was absolute searing, shooting pain. Oh, that's standard. Yeah, um, right through your shoulders, like completely disabling and then they walked away and they released me for the arm lock felt 
perfect. It actually felt better than perfect. Like I felt, oh, no, it's therapeutic. I don't know, please, sir. So I did that all year, and they paid me a third of what the rest of the guys are getting. Oh, so okay. Where did you get your gimp costume? Um, I, I went to a shop. Actually, I went to two shops. I, the first one I went, I went, hello, do you have a gimp outfit? And they went, um, no, we're just fancy dress. <laughs> right. Go, I was a pirate. Yeah. So then I went to a Pets R Us shop, and I got the chokers and everything like that. And, yeah. and, and I said, you know, are you sure this fits around my neck? And they said, oh, well, we can try it for you. Right. Sort of. And then, uh, then I had to go to a sort of sex shop, and uh, okay. so there's yeah, no which, just for purely for research purposes yeah. <laughs> to get the props. You yeah, would think that was all. Surely there would be a gym costume in ABC wardrobe. You know, one surely. from the old Saturday show, the Natural <laughs> Seven. They were always dressed as gibs. You know, you know yeah. what Tony, uh, um, what Tony Jones has um, on the lower half of his body. When it's just clamps, isn't it? It's just metal <laughs> clamps all over. That's him. why he interviews Alexander Downer all the time. Ah, <laughs> it's the real it's on the internet. You can see the below the desk. Footage. Right? It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And I remember now, look, I'm a huge fan of The Chaser. Yeah. Uh, but um, I remember in the early days, there was, you know, it was hard to tell everyone apart. You know, yeah. that always happens when you start yeah, a, new, true, yeah. a new comedy show. Yeah. But you kind of stood out by, you were giving it a bit of grunt from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I decided uh, that if I shouted, then right. people would notice me more. Yeah. So, I, so I had the Firth character. And the Firth character always hated everything about anyone. <laughs> um, and he was kind of in the, it was the Firth Factor. Yeah, the first fact. And he was in kind of car keys. And he was into simple solutions to complex problems. <laughs> that was his main thing. Everything, the solution was simple. Yeah, and that's right. And I actually had, yeah, I had car keys. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I had a mo for a while. In the <laughs> no, 19- that's good. Uh, in the 1970 versions of uh, the first fact. And what, are you still, you know, affiliated with, are you in America? What is the story with yeah, you? Yeah, so I live over in America. Mm. Um, I actually hate the rest of the Chase. Oh, there we go. Um, in fact, I mean, Julian, I don't I don't know, really I know the, yeah, the yeah. sort of balding, unfunny yeah, guy on the thing. <laughs> yeah, we had a huge falling out a couple of years ago. That's why I had to move over there. <laughs> right. um, and then, I mean, Craig, he's just moronic. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything, he has to be scripted even in meetings. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> really? Often auto-cue? Yeah, often auto-cue. Everything, yeah. Chris Taylor, you know, everyone thinks he's really sexy. Yeah, yeah. He's actually just very, mm, yeah. Is he hideous in real life? <laughs> he... he he invites people around and you have to sit in a spa just, right? you know, oh, no. to have a coffee with him. And there was Dominic somebody. Where's he? He's not even yeah, in the show he's anymore. He's not even in the show. No, he actually just writes the whole show okay. and then everyone else looks good. Uh, Is that that's how, how it, works? it works nowadays. <laughs> but you've written your own book, American Hoax. Mm. Uh I don't know if we can get any Jonestown kind of sizzle going. No, no, no. Well, actually, uh, funny you should mention that because my publisher just rang me this morning and mm. said they're doing it, they're scrapping this edition. So oh, you, really? if you want to buy this edition, you've got to uh, get it out today because tomorrow a new one is being printed and it's going to go in stores. It's only going to be about Alan Jones. Is that <laughs> right? Just done a, a find and replace <laughs> using Microsoft of Word. <laughs> Of all the names, and now it's just completely about Alan Jones. Apparently, that's the only thing you yeah. can publish a book about now. That's right, the Alan Jones. Tom, book. when you brought your book out, yeah. what was the thing that whipped your ass in the uh, bestsellers list that week? For that uh, I think. Well, here's what I was constantly told by the publishers. Yeah, I said, "How could I have sold more copies of the book?" And they said, "By being in Sea Change." <laughs> <laughs> so I was just constantly having my ass kicked by William McInnes. Oh, no. So, you know. Oh, uh, well. 
Maybe I'll just move to a small coastal town. Yeah, well, cause, Everything cause you know, will be fine. You know, the, the pitch that I gave to the publisher for the book was um, that this is going to be the Da Vinci Code <laughs> meets Harry Potter, <laughs> but it'll be more popular. Oh, so good. I think they've printed about 75 million <laughs> copies of it. The last 40 pages is just Sudoku, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. That's how you do a popular book nowadays. No, it's a great idea for a book, and uh, the thing is, you've done something pretty... Risky, I reckon, which is you pick up this book and you're not quite sure, is it real? Is it Ah, true? Is he mm, making it up? And you kind of explain the book as you're reading the book. Yeah. You know, if you follow the footnotes and everything, you can actually work out what you're up to. Oh, right. So you, what you're saying is an extremely confusing <laughs> book, Tony. It's confusing at first, but then it gets into you. Tony, don't drag others down, all right? Yeah. Yours didn't sell all that well because you weren't in sea chains. Don't try to drag Charles down as well. We're bringing out a new edition with 14 new spelling errors <laughs> of my book, so keep an eye out for that. But then you slowly work out what it is you're up to, and you've created fake identities, basically. Yeah, you? that's right. I've, I've created five American characters and the idea was that I would go undercover as these Americans right. and sort of crack open the American empire yeah. by being, you know, undercover. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. White anti. White yeah. anti. White anting America. Yeah, and yeah. what is your goal here? Is your goal to get into the New York Times bestseller list like where there's all those books mm. by people like mm. Sean Hannity mm. and Bill O'Reilly and Ann mm. Coulter? Yeah, well, mm. right e- every single book in America nowadays is about America. Mm. And ah. they all sell extremely well and get on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah. And so that's what I thought. I, I have to write a book that's just about out America. Not bad. Well, American flag waving on yeah, the front Yeah, your Uncle cover. Sam on the front, but <laughs> yeah. looks. Flag waving. Never enough talk of flag waving. You know, there's only one reference to flag waving in the Alan Jones book, uh, yeah. Boy Town. Sorry, Jonestown. And Boy Town. it's amazing how often it gets mentioned, though. On this program. <laughs> well, not just uh, in real life. Oh, really? Flag waving has really taken off mm. the general public. Let's meet the five characters that uh, Charles Firth has phonied up. Right. Let's do that next on Get This. That's evermore around the nation here at Get This on, on purpose. Triple M or KOFM <laughs> in Newcastle. Charles Firth, former employee of the network, uh, sacked a couple of years ago but wormed his way back in to plug his new mm. book, American Hoax, and what a fine read it is. I just should uh, take care of a bit of business. Uh, obviously, people want to know uh, what it sounds like when John Howard falls off a cliff. That seems to be uh, the most popular ringtone in Australia yeah, at the moment. The Labor Party says, ah! <laughs> you got to wait till he hits the bottom of the ravine. Uh, and we are, of course, brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Vito. What's oh, that? This is great. Holiday Rome. Yeah, that's it from National uh, Lampoon's uh, Vacation. Holiday uh, Rome. From National Lampoon's Vacation. That's the way to move. Brilliant. The Mercedes-Benz Vito, the van of the year. Charles, let's get Wood back to your book. on the sides. American hoax, you've created five fake personas. You've decided to try and uh, insinuate them into American culture by kind of setting up blogs for them, fake identities, Wikipedia pages. Ah. How sucked in did people get? Completely. Yes. It completely worked, beyond all my expectations. So I created five characters. The first one was uh, this guy... He was a conservative economist, but I think the reason why it succeeded so well was because 
I just created an identity that would be totally bland and just fall yes. into the background. Mm. Never, no one would ever think that he was just a hoax. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name was Edward Maguire. Right. <laughs> and it was just, he was just the most mediocre man on earth. <laughs> right? And just very bland. Right. And what you've done, though, is you've set up a Wikipedia page for him. Yeah. And it's full of biographical details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. links to, like, publications that, legit. that he's written for. Oh, yeah. And I assume you've had to set up Wikipedia pages for those publications as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how much trouble have you gone to with these fake people? Okay, well, uh, quite a lot of trouble because I thought, well, if people look up Wikipedia, they'll want to look at other websites. Yeah, like, you, you know, mm. you've got to actually, you know, to check that he exists and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I had to set up, you know, other websites that had, were institutes and competitions and things like that. Right. But the great thing was, so that sounded like a lot of work, but then all the little nerds at Wikipedia, <laughs> all the pedants, <laughs> yes. Googled other thing that I'd created and then added it to his Wikipedia entry. And, and they were actually much. correcting <laughs> the biographical details yes. and spelling of this fake guy. Of this fake guy that never thought to say, you know, check whether he existed or not. <laughs> <laughs> and so what kind of, uh, you know, inroads did Edward Maguire, for example, make? Well, he actually became a leading conservative commentator in America. <laughs> and were you quoted on other sites and oh, yeah. blogs? And oh, yeah, yeah. So, he, like, he wrote lots of articles. And, and, and the, the great response, very early on, um, uh, one of the best responses, I sort of thought, oh, this book is going to work because uh, somebody wrote back to him and, after he'd written an article and, and just said, Sir... You are a true American. There we go. Going, yeah, <laughs> no, it's gonna work. It. <laughs> and so he he ends up um, writing a book, uh, like writing a chapter in a book uh, for a conservative thing. Wow, it, it's all rubbish. It's all complete rubbish. In fact, the way he did it was he took a left wing article, and he's a conservative, and just put the word "not." In front of yeah. all the verbs, it's honestly true. And then they, he sent it in, and it got published in this book. And you've got tell us just quickly the other characters you invented. Oh well, it, I had a, a, a sort of copy of uh, Edwin Maguire, but not quite as good. He was my national security expert. He was uh, Andrew O'Keefe. Yeah, he's oh, taken yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Andrew O'Keefe. Um, and then we had uh, the left wing guy called Bertrand Newton. Yes, he's been quoted all over the world. Yeah. And then we had an affable guy who. Thought he was really funny, but just wasn't that funny at all. And he was Daryl Summers. <laughs> right. And what about the Islamic uh, sort of point of view? Is that well, this is the thing. I did. I had four white males. I needed a, a token woman. I needed yes. a token Iraqi. I needed yep. a Muslim. So I just combined them all into one, and it was a, a, an Iraqi Muslim deaf mute. Blind oh, poet. Good tokenism. Uh, and her name was Corinne Al Grant. And she <laughs> kicks ass in this book. Oh, yeah, no, she wins. She, <laughs> she wins. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's amazing how, uh, for example, if you set up a Wikipedia page, mm. it's not long before, it's like there's these other sites. Like called something or other encyclopedia.com oh, uh, yeah, yeah. that just lift all the information <laughs> from Wikipedia word for word and reproduce it on their site. And this has happened with your fake characters. Yeah, that's right. So you, no longer is it just Wikipedia, Edwin McGuire's entries, but he's on answers.com and ask.com. Oh, wow. And this is great because uh, one of those websites is owned by the New York Times. Uh. So in many ways, he's now, 
you know, sanctioned, sanctioned, yeah, sanctioned by the, by the New, York New York Times. Times. Well, we often talk about this show about how you just need a fancy name behind you. And mm. a perfect example for me is Gerard Henderson. Oh, some yeah, the... tool who's constantly interviewed in the paper just because he works at something called the Sydney <laughs> Institute. <laughs> and what is the Sydney Institute? Yeah. It's not kind of known who funds them. He no. refuses to say what shadowy organisations yeah, yeah, are funding yeah. them. Mm. And he's so got his hands on the ABC now mm. that the recent ABC New Directions in 07 Uh-oh. programming policy Uh-oh. was launched at the Sydney ah, Institute. Oh, my God. It was actually launched there. How's that for just telling everyone who the new boss is? Yeah, yeah, new man. I mean, now. we know who funds the ABC. We do. We do. What is the ABC doing at this mysterious Sydney Does Institute? Does that mean I could have gone? I could have showed up and, yeah. you know? Busted some rhymes. Got the Sydney Institute show bag. <laughs> so wait a minute. It's just a noose, I'm assuming. <laughs> but does that mean you're saying Gerard Henderson exists? Well, I'm not sure. Ah. He's on the internet. He's in the paper. I oh, know. He's not he's one of yours, a, is he, Charles? He's just a fancy <laughs> schmancy no, He is. He is, actually. <laughs> and I now control the ABC. <laughs> oh, good luck to you. <laughs> so the man of born will be back at last. Yeah, bring back the Curiosity Show. <laughs> uh, we've got to talk about our own Wikipedia internet phenomenon. That's Richard Marsland. Uh, that's him over there. Pushes mm-hmm. buttons on this show. Mm. Fine comedy writer in his own right. You know what I love that he does? I mean, of all the millions of things I love about the way Rich works, mm. is he's always got his hands on a couple of buttons ready. He's yeah. looking at you, but his hands mm. are ready. Yeah. So if you ask for something, bang, he's still looking you dead in the eyes. He plays the sting. Uh, Absolutely. I play this thing like a piano. It's an extension of my body. I've got bandoleros (laughs) across my body. He's constantly, because, you know, we do a lot of work to undermine his good reputation. We do. With the public. And then he likes to bolster it back up again. He does. And uh, I don't know if he's getting a bit full of himself. Uh. But here's what I did. I mean, I'm sure you cover the oil crisis somewhere in your book somewhere. Nowhere? Absolutely. No. It's all about oil as well. (laughs) Alan Jones Jones with a lot of oil. Well, I asked Richard... Richard Marsden to write a script about the oil crisis and what we can do about it. Did you? Have a listen to what he came up with. Richard Marsden has the answer to the world's oil crisis. It's in his pocket. Go on, reach in. He won't bite. Richard Marsden. He is swarthy and he likes it. French ass. That's right. Richard Marsland is a sex machine with a 12-month warranty and a full tank of gas. And ladies, I hope you like spunk, get-go, gumption and wherewithal because is chockers with the lot. And ready to blow. But is not just anybody's, despite all those stories about him turning tricks in the Triple M car park, is a man of discernment. Unless you're, as he puts it, racked up and ready to go, don't even think about it, lady. Nor you, sir. He'll get to you later. It's true what they say about... Richard Marsland. But sadly, very little of it is fit for broadcast. Why not discover his windswept charms, legendary appendage and considerable panache on the syndromes... ...for yourself... And hey, gents, having trouble finding the G-spot? Richard Marsland. 
will not only show you how to get there, he'll direct you to a picturesque little spot along the way where you might like to stop for a nibble. <laughs> That's because... Likes it blue. Real blue. Rodney Rude Frogsack Blue. Is Valentino, Caruso, Gutenberg, Jake from Jake and the Fat Man, and Stefanovic rolled into one, left to stand and set to stun. His nude pictorial in men's health was described by Alan Jones as and caused him to the flag take the plunge and mind the grill in the words of when you cop an eyeful oh, it's magnificent you'll bar up got to do wow. with the oil crisis, Richard. Richard. It's all true. This is you true. big noting yourself for about <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> I like the Gavin Wood. Yeah, Gavin's got to have a bit of the action too. I might have turned some tricks in the Triple M car park. Oh. That's what we've heard. Good uh, tricks. Only with girls whose cans are icy cold. Oh! No. Sorry to lower you down to our depths, <laughs> yes. uh, Charles. Oh, dear. We'll get the uh, program back onto an intellectual footing. Mm. Why should Charles Firth have all the hoax fun? Mm. I'm sure people uh, listening have staged hoaxes of their own. Beautiful hoaxes. Let's find out what uh, that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Brain fall over there, Tone. Are we on the radio? <laughs> Is this going to air? Might be national, Tone. <laughs> to be we... We played the Richard Marsden sketch. I don't think so. We're going to go again. Let's have it again. That'll All be right. X, get this. Get this. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. It's incomprehensible to think that they could even possibly project that sort of a position. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito. Let's get this around the nation. Charles Firth from The Chaser is with us. He's got a new book, American Hoax. Mm. He lives in America mm. and he's wearing some fancy new fashion item. I don't understand any of his clothes. He's, 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 he's from the future. We're just a, a bit ahead of the curve in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys? Because you're wearing a hoodie, but it doesn't. Mm. there's no hood. Yeah, no, that's right. No, well, it, there is a hood. It's a sort of... Um, it's a cape. It's, it's a, a cape. cape. You're wearing a cape. <laughs> they are in, I swear, in a year's Capes time. Capes are in. Uh, yeah, they'll come back. It, no, but it's got a zip. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah zip yeah, it yeah, up. Say, and then over your head. See, over that your head. Fancy. Becomes oh. a hoodie. Yeah. But then, but then when you unzip it, it falls straight cape. on your back. So you can fight tribe. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. And if you're at a fancy dinner party, yeah. you can just put that on. Yeah. And then when you're out on the streets... Bang! Oh, See, because you're wearing it, you're wearing Old a hoodie style. as well. But look, I'm so unfashionable. It's like a pouch at the back. It's like there, a tone. Oh, I how know. embarrassing! How daggy! <laughs> you are so six weeks hey, ago. Hey, tone, what t-shirt are you wearing underneath? Please, uh, please, it's nothing. It's oh, got you were hoping it was it. a Mick Malloy t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I was caught wearing a Mick Malloy t-shirt. Oh, how Mick embarrassing! <laughs> That's like Hale getting around with a pace t-shirt. <laughs> Check it out. I'm a huge pace fan. <laughs> Uh, what about satiny caftans? That's the thing. We're oh, yeah. showing Charles that. He couldn't believe it. Was, he thought that was a hoax. <laughs> it was a joke. No, satiny caftan lounges have taken off. What was it? Mm. 9,000 more orders than they had caftans. Yeah, no, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take some back to New York. I'm oh, going to try and ah. convince them that that's the latest, latest. Yeah, fashion. you'll see that. It's Zach Mizraki. He'll be wearing a satiny <laughs> caftan lounger. Right. 
You watch. Uh, here's something pretty New York. This film, Short Bus, yeah. opens today, and it's from uh, John Cameron Mitchell, who did the film... Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Which Ed's a huge fan yeah, of. Yeah, massive fan. Uh, Short Bus, as you may notice, down in the corner, oh, R18, high-level sex scenes, yeah, yeah. actual yeah, sexual yeah. activity. Yeah, now, I went mm. I went to a preview screening by myself. Hang <laughs> 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 on. always a good look. In a, in a trench coat. Yeah, well, I yeah. had a hat and a jumper on, <laughs> a so it was, it, it was close. <laughs> Everyone had caftans on. <laughs> Billowy caftans. Yes. Uh, Ideal for people. self-pleasuring <laughs> at the cinema. <laughs> people brought a doona. Uh, and uh, when, I, when, I ro- when I walked in, they've done this. I hate it how they now have like uh, allocated oh, seating in movie yeah, theatres. Oh, I hate yeah. it. Short bus isn't going to play in the big megaplex you know, after the Da Vinci Code. Like, it's in the small, yeah. easily washed theatrettes, right? <laughs> so we, I, I sat down in row... I was the first person there. I sat down in row G, you know, happy, happy. And then... Mm. People filed in, filed in, filed in. By the end of it, my whole row was completely filled with people. And then there was only like three other people in other rows. Yeah. And the couple next to me was making out during short bus. Yes. Now, do now that's you, gross. Is it embarrassing uh, yeah. when you're at one of these films mm-hmm. with actual sex okay, in Okay, don't them? say one of the, like I go all the time. But, there is a, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been to a couple of them and it's yeah. frankly embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing when the couple's kind of kissing and laughing next to you. Yeah. And, the, and the woman next to me was just... Like, she just, like, popcorn was her life, man. You know, like, she, oh, it was, it was How very blue embar- does it get? It's, it's, it's the first scene, mm. it, the first second of the first scene, everyone's kind of chatting, and then it was like, blah, 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 dead silence, <laughs> right, and then a bit of nervous laughing as a man tries to pleasure himself. Mm-hmm. But, like, not with his hand. No. There's probably no more information required. No. And there's nothing else you can say about it. Richard Marson's nodding what, along. Is he using a Turkish grip or what? The, he, he, it's, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Is he but using what, a he, Turkish grip? What, what the tur- hell is that? What's I'm a Turkish sure. grip, Rich? Does it involve a tuck of some... Descri- I mean, I used to like... A what? <laughs> What's going on? What is Richard going on? Rick, what do you mean a tuck, Rich? <laughs> I need a diagram. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, no, just describe it. Let's oh. say you were going to Turkish grip yourself <laughs> on air right now. What would you do? Well, I think it involves... Well, it's European for starters. Yeah, yeah, it's um, Turkish. So you said that. Fruity. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's it's a it's a bend back sort of. Uh, what a nonsensical uh, conversation. Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what? <laughs> Then, and then we take it to a late night show. <laughs> Don't worry, it's in the first minute of the film. <laughs> All will be revealed. And then it's just fruit, fruit, fruit after that. Right. It's confronting. It's the most confronting movie I've seen since, you know, Benji the Hunter. Mm. I think it's an important documentary. I think everyone has to see it because it's it's important social and political comment. Yeah. Mm. It's not a documentary, though, is it? No, no, it's it's fictionalised. But wait a minute, it says real people, real laughs, real sex. Yeah, mm. what happened was that they... Like that, they the, the John Cameron Mitchell. He go all right. Three months for three years, he just followed these people around, and they were actors, but they created their own characters. He stalked them. He stalked them with a camera and oh. filmed them doing stuff. It's filthy. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, but it's filthy. I can't recommend it though. I can't sit here and recommend it. No. Well, except David Stratton gives it four stars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was there. Oh, right, Dave was yeah. there. Trust me, he didn't uh, see a minute of that. All right, he didn't. He, was he hardly too, looked up. Too you know? busy using the Turkish grip. <laughs> but the thing is, you can't recommend it. Like I remember, I went on a uh, on a first date with someone this year, and she yeah. said, "What's your favourite film?" And, and I said, "Oh, with Nail and I or Happiness, right?" And she said, oh, oh, "Oh no, I'll get it out. I'll get out Happiness." Oh no, and there was, was no second date. No, I'd be I guessing. never heard from her again. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't. I'm not going to sit here and recommend it. But no. I, you know, how did we get onto this? <laughs> I don't know. I've got music to play. Have you? What have you got? Uh, I've forgotten. Rich guitars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heaps of heaps of guitars. Drums, military, and a man on the Turkish grip. Two, three, four. <laughs>
right, that's King of the Mountain. I, that, uh, sure, let's go straight up there. Do it! <laughs> Talkback Mountain, where the big issues are decided. Charles Firth from The Chaser is the author of American Hoax, an excellent new book where mm. he creates fictional identities and lets them loose into the zeitgeist. They almost, see what one, they of they, one of them could get elected to Congress or something eventually. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm hoping so. In fact, actually, the, my chapter, the first chapter of this book is mm. about Donald Rumsfeld because I went along to a Donald oh, Rumsfeld he's, press he's conference. Got, he's got and it was criticising Donald Rumsfeld. He resigned this morning, I think, as a result of my book. <laughs> Take some credit. The first oh, taking, victim. Take some yeah. credit. <laughs> taking Jeez, down started the, high, too. Yeah, that's he's right. To the top of the tree. Now, Arnie got back in. Arnie got back in, uh, Governor of California. Yeah. Do you hear much Arnie? Because you're on the East Coast. Do you hear much Arnie in New York? No, just the absurd comments. Uh, yeah, makes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, And trying to buy up, because that uh, pumping he, iron, he tried to buy up every printer that Not going to happen. He, he uh, keeps ringing my wife and asking her for sex. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. But I think that that happens to every woman <laughs> no, in yeah. America. It's, just, it's an automated yeah. recording. It yeah. just dials. <laughs> it just goes I, through each different I, number. I would like to have sex with, make sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> Dial three for Turkish grip. <laughs> uh, but so, okay, that's going on. Arnie is back. I mean, he should have bought up every copy of Jingle All the Way. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's, what is the latest? Because uh, oh, was that dodgy that Saddam Hussein was sentenced to death just a couple of days before the election? Is that a conspiracy? No, theory? not at all. No, complete coincidence. Uh, Amazing that didn't really swing things though. Did no, it didn't. Really. Maybe they could hang him twice. There you go. <laughs> But I, I, it's really weird because he um, he should be shot. Mm. He shouldn't be hung. No, mm. it's too good for him. Yeah, it's too good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just turned into the John Laws program. <laughs> I'm going to be reading uh, the Ballad of Judge Roy Bean in a few moments. Maybe they could hang him and then shoot him. Yeah. Ah, better TV. Yeah. Here's what they're doing in Wilmington, Delaware. A sex offender mm. with a history of exposing himself has been ordered by a judge to wear a T-shirt proclaiming, I am a sex offender. <laughs> is that all, though? That's all. That's all it says. That's, <laughs> actually, that's actually the latest trend in this. <laughs> oh, it's right. yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> wear it with a hoodie. <laughs> and how, you know, is that enforced? Would they be would there be someone yeah. there when he gets up in the morning to yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. he's got and, the shirt on? Because I thought... What, like, wouldn't it get really smelly after a while? <laughs> like, that's that's for four years or something. That's part gonna... of the punishment. Yeah. If he didn't wear it, could someone else wear I'm with a sex offender? <laughs> I'm just sex day. Yeah, actually, probably increase your chances of picking up, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you could have yeah, kinky. <laughs> or I heart sex offender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They might allow him to sort of, yeah. you know, maximise it, it up a tad. Uh, ho- that's not a hoax. We need hoaxes today. Cody, I'm gonna, I really, I think that that I'm with sex offender. I'm with a sex offender with yeah. the Arrow T-shirt. Yeah. I'd be really surprised if we don't see one of those out and about now. Yeah. Mm. That'll be a prize on this segment. Yeah. All right. Hey, here's what the prize is. It's not really a prize. It's our new album, Illegal Download. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should give some sizzle to what's on it, Tony. We've gone to so much trouble, made this album, and then uh, we're just giving it away to people who get onto Talkback Mountain or write in and suck up to us, like Jessica, who's written in to point out a spelling mistake in my book. <laughs> Oh. oh, and I'm on the same publishing label as you, Charles. So I hope you've been through that with. Yeah, we've got the same publisher. Yeah. Oh, I just realised actually the front cover says American Hawks. Oh, <laughs> oh no, oh, that'll no. be fine. They'll get rid of that by the yeah. third or fourth printing. <laughs> 
So, yes, we're giving away illegal download. There's a bit of Ross Noble on there. There's great. Angus Sampson's on here. Grant Spatchcock Gourmet Pizza. Because we're not selling it, we've been able to get a standard of guests that you might not get. This is very true. If it was some, you know, marketing true. exercise. Yep. So yep, we've yep, got yep. Kevin Smith is on there. Kevin Smith's on there. Grant Spatchcock of Grant Spatchcock Gourmet Pizza is on Scott there. Edgar from Tripod's on there. And then at the end, there's just to be really self-indulgent, there's a story from my book in talking book form. Have you done a talking book, Charles? Oh, no. That's what I should do. Yeah. I should turn this into a talking book. And wh- who would do... Like all the characters, would you get oh, different that's people a good to? Idea. Oh no, I can, I can do them all. Okay. Oh, there we yeah. go. Ten <laughs> of a thousand. Yeah. Sweet hoaxes. Now let's. I mean, obviously, this wouldn't be the first hoax you've been involved in. I mean, the can chaser I, would have I perpetrated. Can I jump in? Because yes. I want to. Because I, I went to Sydney Uni, and I was there just after a little bit after you guys had left. The chaser guys had left. Yeah, they were a bit fabled around town, especially a, a union board, the kind of student, you know, union governing whatever election, yeah. a campaign that you guys ran, which was kind of like a Bob Roberts. Yeah, that's right. We ran a, a huge. Pre- presidential style campaign <laughs> for this pissy little union board um, and we got him out and we he couldn't play the guitar or anything but our candidate his name was Nick Bertel um, we got him uh, playing the guitar at, you know and we'd have to put on a CD and he'd come out and make really <laughs> you know speeches and we and we actually would hold massive fake rallies Big with rallies. hundreds of people <laughs> and then march them not only around you know through all the bars and everything like that but through lectures that's right that. that's right yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was a sort of popular uprising and we wow. said, because it's kind of snowballed I think out of control since mm, you guys yeah. have left about how you got a boat and about how one day there was a, a flatback <laughs> truck right. driving through ovals and stuff oh yeah no, that, that, that was all true no, <laughs> That's all true. No, no, you no, had no. a flotilla? Uh, well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, it was jet ski? It was actually just my Suzuki hat. Oh, but, there we um, go. <laughs> but, the, but there was also with the human interest billboards, was it? Mm. And there was, it was shirtless. There was a man shirtless. And well, it said, you know, homosexuals vote for me. And then there was another one where it was just a guy in a wig and it said women vote for me. And on an offensive post like that, on and on. Charles looks confused. Was that, was that part of your action? Because no, this, no. this has been tacked onto your legacy. Right, no, oh. no, no, because what actually happened is we were running shit sheets against... Uh, our, our own candidate. Oh. <laughs> so it's claiming that it was in a sex scandal. It was a three-in-a-bed sex scandal, and we got all these photos. And it was actually very funny because we didn't actually know two women at the time. So <laughs> Welcome to literally, the weirdest experience of my life was knocking on the door of this woman I hardly knew and said, Hi, um, can I put my candidate in bed naked with you? <laughs> and do you have a my friend? <laughs> Good technique. Yeah. It was great. And, and so we put around all these shit sheets saying that, um, you know, oh, he, he okay, had been okay. caught in a sex scandal. And people were believing it. People were going, oh, mate, oh, I heard about the sex scandal. Don't worry, I'm still going to vote for you. <laughs> and But then it got very serious because in, just in the lead up, like the day or two before the election, um, somebody put out... Some real, like, horrible uh, sheets saying that, uh, basically it said, Asians out, vote one, Nick Pertell for our candidate. Right. And it was like this, it it all turned horrible. Oh, okay. And and they, they, like, they were trying to make out that we were actually... Suddenly it wasn't fun anymore. Suddenly it wasn't fun anymore and everyone... Mm. 
sort of believed that we'd put it out because they put it in the right yeah, style right. and everything. Right there. font. Yeah, it was the, it was the, <laughs> the font. font. It was the font. <laughs> that I blame Times New Roman. Yeah. I accidentally started a hoax once. Oh, yes, Tom. We just mentioned on air, on Triple M, way back in the early 90s, on our breakfast show mm. in Melbourne, that uh, Billy Pinnell, who's a rock guru, oh, yeah. and I'm trying to describe, how would you describe what Billy Pinnell looks like? It's hard to say, but he certainly wouldn't be in Tism. Let's just say that. There we go, yep. And we just, (laughs) as a throwaway comment, mentioned that he was the saxophone player in Tism. And it caught on for about 10 years. (laughs) Billy (laughs) Pennell could not go anywhere. Oh, I thought he was the saxophone (laughs) player in Tism. (laughs) I don't think he plays the sax. (laughs) Oh, right. And he's been to Tism gigs. (laughs) So people will be going, hang on a second. (laughs) He's going to go backstage soon. (laughs) And then no. one time Billy would, like, disappear. Like, just as the band <laughs> were about to come on, he'd sort of nick out to the car park, sort of undoing his shirt. Yeah, great. So for years, he was getting, like, action from Tism Groupies. Is that right? Wow. I think he had his own balaclava for a while. <laughs> but So that was an accidental hoax. Yeah, Have you right. perpetrated any, Ed? Oh, uh, my career? Oh, this show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ed claimed he could panel a radio show. That turned out to be lies. Thus, thus far. Mr. Marsland? Oh, well, I, I'm not sure if this counts, but <clears throat> I had to do a public speaking uh, thing and for these really nice people, and I didn't want to do it, and my birthday was uh, a couple of days before, so I said, listen, I can't do it. It's my birthday, and, you know, I can't do it. But they were so nice about it. This and, week? I know. <laughs> that like, is Rich, a hoax. Rich, that terrible. says what a nice guy you are. That's the, the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> but they were really nice <laughs> about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, lied, I, lied about, I lied about my age by two days. Oh, I'm rich. I cast the out. Oh, but it was just very awkward because then when I actually, you know, caved and said, yeah, I'll do it because they're so nice, you know, they're so nice to me. Yeah. I went and did it and they brought out a birthday cake yeah. and a present <laughs> and I acted as if it was my birthday and it was such a big deal that I'd come down. Did you you got to see. No, that's a bad... The birthday one can blow up. Mick Malloy, his standard excuse for getting out of things is, oh, it's mum's birthday. And I remember one year I'm going, this is her third birthday <laughs> since May. Mick. How can that happen? So, okay, these are kind of really I'm down the shallow end. They're not it's up to one, the, It's one... There's one, no book. You're not no, going to get... Exactly. There's not going to be this Richard Marsden birthday hoax. No. You're not going to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's one triple three five three. Give yeah. us a call. Which ho- which hoax have you perpetrated? Yes. And is it up to the standard of one Charles Firth? He already got rid of Rumsfeld this morning. Yeah. yeah. Who knows what he would have done by this afternoon? What have you done? Give us a call. Get a free album. One triple three five three. That's Gwen Stefani here. Get this around the nation. Charles Firth is with us, the author of an excellent new book and concept, American Hoax. Mm. That's in the shops now. But can our listeners out-hoax him in Cavalier? Hello, Rebecca. Hello, how are you going? Yeah, very good. Talk us through your hoax. Okay, I was about 12 or 13 and I wanted a day off from school so I pretended that I had a really bad stomachache and really tried to put it on because my mum's a nurse so I had to put it on pretty pretty strong and I ended up um, at the doctor's and he said, oh yes, yes, you look pretty bad and I ended up in the hospital and I had to have my appendix out. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. But it was all worth it though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I got it, got a few days off. <laughs> yeah. But it just escalated, got to the point it was just, it escalated so high that I just couldn't go back so I had to just run with it. So tell me something, uh, so you felt fine and then you I, started saying that you felt sick? 
I just kept saying that I had a really sore stomach and I was sort of, um, oh, oh, and I ended up. Is that what um, you actually did? Oh, oh, because that wasn't very convincing. Oh, it's, it's a little <laughs> bit more than that. Oh, but right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's a hoax. I don't yeah, know if that, there's a that, book in it. Yeah, no, there's a there's a is there's an album in it for you. Dan, the, the appendix. It's not really necessary, no. is it? Well, what is it? Just a design fault, really, isn't it? Is it? What's it doing there? I'd, Do you know, Charles? You've yeah, been yeah. to university. It's for when we used to eat seeds a lot, oh, um, right. and they would, you know, that would digest the seeds. But oh. it now no, no longer right? works. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I know lots of things. Yeah. 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 Well, what's something <laughs> else you know? <laughs> um, well, oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> PB, the symbol for no, lead. Actually, I'll tell you, uh, that's how Kerry Packer, you know that Kerry Packer's kidney when he was live? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was just faking it. That's how he got oh. the kidney from his helicopter pilot. He just pretended that he had a sore kidney. <laughs> and then he just and needed then, a spare. Yeah, and his helicopter was like, oh, yeah. It's a bit of a stir. Yeah. Give so, us your kidney. It's all good fun. Uh, thank you, Rebecca. Hello, Rob. G'day, Tone. Uh, yeah, we were out uh, camping one night down by our lake's entrance, and we uh, we got these garbage bags and put Jiffy Fireliners under them, lit them up, and off they went into the sky, and we all had a good laugh about it. That was good fun, and went home, whatnot. The next week, our friend came down from Bairnsdale, and he had the paper, and in the front page, there were five eyewitness accounts from all around the lake of these UFO sightings. That's oh, fantastic. Oh. And were they good photos? Uh, no, they didn't show any photos because I, uh, all the all the accounts were all the same. That the, the lights mysteriously got to a, a, a certain point in the sky and then just vanished. Oh. And did anyone claim to have they've been probed by these uh, these UFOs? No, not, not that I'm aware of. Uh. <laughs> it's been a <laughs> it's been a long time since there was a really good convincing UFO photo. It's so true. Because when you're a kid, there was ones where the Every headline week. the headline may as well have just been "Man throws paper plane through car park." <laughs> <laughs> you know, plate hurled across room. What about that one of the, the Loch Ness Monster? That, like, for 50 years, yeah, that people was the thought... Proof. And I remember just looking at it recently, and it's just like a hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a hand sticking out of a puddle. And you're going, well, if that's the Loch Ness Monster, look at those waves. They must be, like, 20 feet tall. It's just the least convincing yeah, yeah. photo ever. Yeah, no, no one's believing that. No. But uh, well done, sir. You get an album. Well, well done. Hello, Nims. How you doing, Ed? Really good, sir. Talk us through your hopes. Um, well, I'm actually an only child, and I'm okay. always late for uni. Yep. Like, I can never get there before 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. Fair enough. And one time, my teacher sort of went and pulled me up and sort of went, all right, Nims, what's, what's going on? You're here late every single day. Mm. And quick as a flash, I just went and said, um, we've only got one car. My mum is really sick, and I always have to drop my little brother at school every morning. That's nice. Oh, okay, and that's they, the hoax. And, and did they ever bust you? And did they ever bust you? No, they were actually quite nice and accommodating to me afterwards. Like I could <laughs> oh, rock right. up about fifteen minutes before uh, the class ended. Well, well done, and not costing yourself any education, which is good. <laughs> oh, apparently not. <laughs> the sick relative guard. Oh, I used to go. Nims, the best one is if you're ever going to fail at university. I was, I was really close to failing twice, and I just busted out a sexuality crisis. They, they, <laughs> they, they you can say what you want. Roll into the, uh, roll into the counselor's office. Say that you're starting to find your mates hot and they will sign anything you want. Uh, I've also failed on attendance once. So no, I never went... let that happen. Oh, sorry, what did oh, you do? So mm. I uh, decided to sneak into the office and steal the roll. Yeah! Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. When hoaxes turn into theft. Good yeah. luck, sir. Hello, John. G'day, guys. What's, uh, talk us through your hoax. 
Well, a few of us up playing golf at uh, Marimbula, and we oh, yeah. went out for dinner that night. There's about 30 of us, and the local paper guy came past, and we told him we were all lighthouse keepers <laughs> at a little convention. <laughs> and what did he say? Well, he took our photo, yeah. and was in the local for the next week, and we even told him that one of us came from Mika Thara in <laughs> WA. Yeah, and any luck? Well, Mikasara is 500 kilometres inland. <laughs> oh, yes. No, it's no. a very tall lighthouse. The loneliest <laughs> lighthouse keeper in the world. <laughs> and um, to cap it off, we're up there the following year. Restaurant the same place. The same photographer came up. We got our photo in again for the second year. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, no. Local well, heroes. So, local heroes Mate, lighting good. the way. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you, everyone. That's a fantastic selection of hoaxes. I don't think any of them top this book, though. It's definitely in the shops, isn't it, Charles? That's not just a hoax. Oh, no, it's it's the best book ever written. It wow. surely is. That's what it says on the back. Yeah. It says in the front, listen to this, Ed. Yeah. Charles Firth is, according to Wikipedia, the greatest genius in the history of humanity. Yeah. Look it up. It's there. It's true. <laughs> it's really there. And all your characters um, that you've invented who have Wikipedia pages, I mean, now that we've said this on air, will those pages be taken down? Or No, no. Well, they've just got a little line saying uh, it, this is actually a fictional character. Oh. So... The pedants have got there, but you can still see it. And don't you have your own website where people can see all the evidence? Americanhoax.com. Right. All right. That's free. Go along. It saves you having to buy the book. There you go. That's fantastic. Don't buy the book. Steal it. (laughs) That's a great hoax. (laughs) And, of course, The Chaser's War on Everything is now out on... A On DVD. Two DVD. And we've got a Chaser Annual as well. Oh, Oh, so much What's it called? What's it called this year? Uh, it's called uh, back, uh, Burka's Backyard. There, there it is. Hey. <laughs> That's in the shops now. Thanks for coming in, Charles. And thanks to everyone who called up. Yep. Stay on the line, everybody, so you'll get a copy of Illegal Download. Our key phrase today was apparently something about a Turkish grip. <laughs> hey, apologies. Who apologies do? to those, namely my flatmate, who wanted to hear our duet. We're going to sizzle it for tomorrow. That's happening tomorrow with Peter Rosethorn. All thanks to the Mercedes-Benz Vito. Don't